0: hello everyone and welcome back to the showing up to life podcast and youtube channel my name is art burns and i wouldn't say that i'm not excited (laughs) but i have to be very honest with you that i'm extraordinarily tired today and uh, i tell you that for two reasons number one As you know, I like to be honest with you, okay? And I think that is something that's rooted in mindfulness and compassion and self-compassion. This gives us the the strength to be honest and to, frankly, take the consequences for... You know that honesty, right? That that's part of this work. Okay, There's a, a more advanced part of this work. So let's not you know let's not get too ahead of ourselves. But but yeah, it, it is certainly real for me that I want to be honest with you. Uh, but but even more uh, importantly, it, it this this is going to tie into what we're talking about today. Okay, so let me just tell you a little bit of a background of what I mean by that. So. Um, So last night, um, I don't even know why. I mean, it's possible that... These last few, um, these last couple of weeks, as I've I've shared with you, I'm I'm very you know th- there's been some some difficult times over the last few weeks with with regards to, um, you know my kind of facing some trauma and stuff like that, and so so sleep hasn't been necessarily the the best, right? And so I find myself sometimes when sleep isn't the best, I find myself pushing my boundaries a little bit as to far as to how late I'm willing to have that cup of tea, you know, um, as I've told you before, I do not drink coffee anymore, but I do have this one cup of tea, which is by the way, and I'm not an affiliate market marketer for this person yet, and I'm not endorsing them officially yet, but if they want to send me free tea, I will do this because I believe in it. Uh, Yogi Tea, okay, that's the brand name. You can find it online for all of you folks who are not uh, in the area here uh, of Colorado. I think it's certainly national, but I'm sure you can order it online and get it shipped even to places in Europe. Um, and so it's the, the flavor is Vanilla Spice and they call it perfect energy. And the thing is that even it's a blend of green and and black tea, and it's really, really delicious. It doesn't have that like perfumey taste. It's really natural, really earthy, really, really, really good. And when I find that this tea has about 75 milligrams of caffeine in it uh, per eight ounces, which is about... Coffee typically has about 95 to 100, you know, so it's, it's almost as much as a cup of coffee, like a weak cup of coffee. Um, but, you know, green tea only has like maybe, you know, 15 milligrams or maybe, you know, 25 or something like that. Right. So it's, it's considerably more than the green tea. But the energy really is perfect. It's such a steady and even energy. It's not jittery at all. And in fact, when I drink green tea, even though there's a lower caffeine level, I actually find myself a little more jittery. So anyway, there's my little product placement here. (laughs) If you're interested, I can send you the link for uh, how to order it. Let me know. And again, I'm not endorsing them; I don't get any uh, compensation. But I would love to know that you all are tasting the same tea that I'm tasting. That would be really kind of cool. But anyway, uh, sometimes I push my boundaries a little bit in terms of, you know, knowing that caffeine has, and I don't know if you are aware of this, but caffeine has a half-life of about eight hours, which means that for eight hours after you drink a cup of caffeine uh, beverage... Caffeinated beverage, your your body is going up for the next eight hours. <clears throat> so it's not until the eight hour mark that you're actually the caffeine is now waning and you can start coming down. Right. So so if you're drinking a cup of coffee at say four o'clock in the afternoon, literally your body is is feeling the revving effect of that of that caffeine, the stimulant of, effect uh, until about midnight. <clears throat> now of course. A lot of us get used to this, and then we kind of overcome it, and we sleep through it, or whatever. Uh, but I, I actually got used to the other way because I used to be very, very um, like after two o'clock, no caffeine two o'clock in the afternoon. That was it, right? And so again, I might push myself to four, maybe five, maybe even sometimes 7 p.m. it's happened. And so so I think that might be at play here. <laughs> and I also went on a bike ride last night at about, um, about eight o'clock, maybe 7.30, on, you know, rode for about 20 miles. And, you know, that takes about an hour. Um, and so a little more than an hour, hour and 15 minutes. I ride about 15 miles an hour. Um, and so, <laughs> so um, this all comes, Culminates in 2 a.m., I'm lying there and I could not fall asleep at all. Like, I could not for the life of me. Like, I was just wide awake. Now, one thing I've learned from John Cabot Zinn is that the last thing you want to do. The absolute least beneficial and helpful thing you can do for yourself in that moment of, of insomnia is to lie there and try to go to sleep, right? First of all, you don't go anywhere when you sleep and you don't try to do anything with sleep. Sleep is a a, a letting go process, right? So if you're sitting there trying to go to sleep. Is A, never going to work, and B, you're going to get emotions of shame and guilt, and oh, why can't I go to sleep? And now that's going to further push you away from being able to go to sleep, right? So following John Kabat-Zinn's advice, you know, I decide I get up and I'm going to, you know, read for a while and, and have a nice cup of not caffeinated tea, but a nice calming tea. Uh, and I have another tea for that. It's it's uh, traditional medicinals is the brand name, and it's cup of calm. Cup of of Calm. It is so good. Let me know if you want the link. Um, so last night I'm sitting there and, and so I made a decision that in hindsight, you know, whatever. Okay. So this is what I want to talk about today though. So, so I made the decision to take a, a sleeping, um, it's an herbal sleeping um, uh, tablet, right? It's called Midnight Drops. Okay. But there is a little bit of cannabis in there. Okay, now it's a very, very low amount of cannabis, and anytime I take this, you don't feel like you're getting cannabis high in any way, but but it's it's extraordinarily powerful for sleep. Like literally 20 minutes after you take this, I don't care if you had a cup of tea 10 minutes before that, you were going to fall asleep with this thing, right? But if you take it at 2.30 in the morning, <laughs> you really don't give your body enough time to sleep especially if you wake if you have to wake up at about 8:30 to make a meeting. <laughs> so that's where I'm at today and I am feeling very very tired. I almost feel like it feels like I have a hangover, which I haven't felt that in over 10 years and it's it's really intense and not very comfortable. And I had the choice. I could have said, you know what, I'm not going to do my videos today. And I don't think I'm going to do a TikTok video today because I just, again, I just feel like I'm not 100%. And and those people don't know me the way you all do. So so I'm here as not 100%, but I'm here for you, okay? And that's what's important here, okay? So I'm showing up, and, and that's what we're going to talk about here, okay? I know I've talk, taken a lot of time in this little uh, backstory here, but... Um, but what happens now is that, so, so we have to, like, okay, let me, let me put it this way. Any decision you make in your life every decision you make in your life, whether it's buying gasoline at this place or the other place across the street, getting a large coffee or a small coffee, uh, you know, deciding to take a sleeping aid at 2.30 in the morning when you have to wake up in six hours, um, <laughs> you know, or, or even bigger decisions like, you know, what kind of car you're going to invest in, what kind of home you're going to invest in, what kind of interpersonal relationships you're going to invest in, who are you going to commit to devoting the rest of your Life to a a a marriage with, right? Every single one of these decisions, after we make the decision, there is always, 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 always this sense of hindsight. I could have made another decision, right? Or maybe not even in hindsight. Maybe it's a current or even a, a something that happens a little while later after you make the decision, right? Which is really the hindsight thing, but but anyway, the idea is that there'll always be another alternative, right, like you'll always, like even, you know, parking your car at the mall, (laughs) right, how many times do we park our car, we drive around for five minutes looking for a spot, you know, that's close, we get a spot, and then we're walking, and there's another empty spot, oh darn it, this is 50 feet closer, right, so so what I want to talk about is that ah darn it part, okay, because that is the point at which we lose the ability to, you know, to connect back to ourselves and to recognize, or, or not to recognize, but to learn from whatever it is that we've done, okay, whatever decision it is that we made, all right? And so what I mean by that <clears throat> is that, when I sit and I say, and this is exactly what could have happened to me this morning, right? Like I could have woken up this morning and boy, it was rough waking up this morning. And by the way, I did not get up at 8.30. I got up at like almost 9.30 and had to really scramble to get into my meeting. And so it was, um, and so, so I could have gotten upset about that, right? I could have, I could have allowed myself to get, um, you know, even angry, right or feel shame or feel guilt or feel resentment for myself or you know even you know in, in the past I might have even taken this out on the person with whom I had a meeting this morning as though they had anything to do with me taking a, a sleep aid at 2:30 in the morning right that was a decision that I made okay and so so I have a I have a choice to resent that uh, that decision to regret that decision to to ruminate over that decision right? And as I do that, what happens is the, 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 the sound in my mind, the, the, the chaotic sort of process of the mental process of emotions and thoughts, they get so loud that now I'm going to make another decision, and let's question whether that decision is now in my best interest, because almost every time, it's nothing more than a coin toss, right? Because you're not, because in the midst of all that noise about, darn it, why did I take that sleeping pill? What the heck is the matter with me? Why am I so dumb? As I'm doing that, right, what's happening is I tell you all here very often, you know, when, when, my, when my, my brain hears me attacking myself like that, my brain retreats from that because it doesn't like it it gets frightened of that. It feels like it's being attacked. And and to my brain, as I've told you before, you know, in, in a lot of very real ways, your brain doesn't know the difference between, you know, you yelling at yourself and somebody else attacking you for real. Right? So so in terms of your brain, it's going into those those um those uh different aspects of our nervous system, even though we're just sitting here at our desk, right? There's no lion, there's no tiger, no bear. It's just our thoughts. But when our thoughts are so sort of self-flagellating, our brain responds as though we're being beaten up. And in that response, the only way the brain can respond in that point is to close down, to, to, to retreat, to, to, to protect itself. And what the brain does in that moment is it, it turns off all of the creativity, all of the uh, openness, all of the curiosity. It's all gone in that moment. It, it's on a spectrum, right? It doesn't just disappear. But, but the more the voices in the head go, the more that noise increases, the, the more you close down. And the less of that creativity, the less of that, that problem-solving capability that you have, you know, that, that's not accessible to you anymore. And, and it gets to the point where it's purely just an emotional experience, right? Like your brain is literally along for the ride at that point, right? You well, let's put it this way: your brain has now taken away any decision making that you could possibly make. That's the idea, that your brain is literally taking the, you know, it's taking control, like like the old driver's ed, um, uh, you know, situations where the, the driver said, driver's ed said teacher said, just let go, and I'm going to take over, right, and so he had the gas pedal, the brakes, the, the, the steering wheel, he could do it all from over there, right, and so he just told me what, just just let go, and just don't press anything, don't turn it, don't hold anything, I'm going to guide us for a minute, right, I don't know if that happened to everybody in driver's ed, I didn't do too well in my first couple of days, I, I learned to drive in New York City, so that's like as hard as it gets, but anyway. Um, so the idea, though, is that that's what your brain is doing. And so when your brain is in that position, right, in that sort of mode, as I said, the thing that's shut down almost first is the curiosity, is the, the, the willingness or the, the, the desire to know about this thing, right? And that's when we make decisions that, again, are just about getting out of whatever it is that we've gotten ourselves into, right? We're not thinking about what this decision now does to the rest of it, right? How does this impact us tomorrow, the next day, next year, next whatever, right? We're not able to do that. And that, my friends, is how a lot of people wind up stuck in cycles of, of you know, what seems like self-destructive behavior. It's because we're making decisions And we're reacting to those decisions, we're reacting to the aversion to those decisions. And then we're making another decision from that aversion. And that is a recipe for, I mean, again, it's a recipe to just get stuck in a cycle of, again, what appears to be destructive, self-destructive behavior. And so what's the answer for this? I'm really glad you asked that. And, and I know yesterday in the, um, in the introduction, hold on, I'm going to take a sip of my vanilla spice, perfect energy tea by Yogi, uh, <laughs> which also comes with these beautiful little, um, little quotes on the tea bags. This one says, trust creates peace. So sip on that for a minute. Anyway. So what are we going to do about this? So, so I'm going to give you a practice today, okay? And I am going to uh, hopefully give you a practice that's going to help you to work with this, okay? Because really, oh, that is such good tea. Uh, really what's, what's going on here is it's the same thing that we talk about with acceptance, right? But it's acceptance in terms of the decisions that we make okay? Now, here's the thing. Anytime you can sense something happening, right? Whatever that thing is, right? A bird chirping, uh, you know, getting a coffee, you know, uh, making a phone call, picking up a book, going on Facebook, anything, anything that happens in the world, anything that happens in your whole universe, when you sense that thing happening, it is already happening okay and so therefore it cannot be changed any longer because it's already happened right so we can change something that happens in the future right so so i can you know i have the ability to make a different decision at some, even if it's a second later right but in the moment this is what's happening and I have but two choices. I can either accept what has happened or I can resist what has happened. And as they say in Star Trek, resistance is futile because it's already happening. Of course, they meant something different, the Borg and all that, right? But, but the idea, though, is that whether it's an experience that we're, we're living through or it is a decision we're making, once it's happened. There's no way of going backwards and changing it. It just doesn't happen that way. The, the, you know, the, the notion of time is very, uh, very relative and very you know, sort of not, not firmly established. There's a lot of different theories about how time works, but the one thing we can all agree on is that while the, the direction of time might be questionable, and, and there's experiments in quantum physics that, that are showing that, in fact, it is very questionable, but what's not questionable is the direction of change. Okay. That marches forward. You know, you do not go backwards, you do not become younger. Unless you're Brad Pitt in that movie, right? <laughs> but you 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 constantly move forward, right? And so the decision that is made, it you can't go backwards and change reverse and and get into a place where you can remake that decision right and so the problem becomes or 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 the place in which we have the solution to make another decision after that the place for that is in the acceptance of that decision okay i hope you're all still with me here i know my brain's a little foggy today i'm hope I'm being more clear than i feel like i'm being <laughs> but the important thing to remember right is that and this is what mindfulness is all about right when we when we become aware of what is happening in a specific way right as john kabat zinn says on purpose in the present moment and non-judgmentally Right? When we're not judging the decision that we made, we're not judging the condition that we find ourselves in. Instead, we're accepting what it is, right? We're accepting it as having, as being present right now. Okay. Now, here's the thing again, yeah, I'm not saying that you have to live with every decision and never try to improve things. Right? That's not at all what we're saying. What we're saying here is actually the opposite of that. What we're saying is we give ourselves the chance to make more informed and more beneficial decisions when we bring a non judging awareness to everything that we're experiencing. And look, I'll be honest with you. I knew what I was doing last night. I was like, this is probably not going to work out well, but. It's worth a shot. You know, I was like, I'm just going to live with being tired tomorrow Or, or live with being groggy tomorrow as opposed to being just like no sleep. Like I felt like that was a better idea who knows if I was right or wrong, right? And there's no way to tell. Again, there's no way to go back in time and do an experiment, you know, because because if I do it on another time, right, like tonight wouldn't work because I'm exhausted. So it's not a fair comparison. And next week, who knows? Did I take the same bike ride? Did I have the same food? Did I sleep the same the night before? Did I take my vitamins at the same time of the day? All these things could, could, you know, completely change the, the decision-making process. So again, it's not about making a perfect decision because there's no such thing right there's no such thing as a perfect decision it's about making a decision making a decision that is the most beneficial decision i can make with the information and the understanding that i have right now and then beyond that it's about accepting the decision i made And again, it's not about accepting the decision saying I can never do anything other than this. I'm stuck with this for the rest of my life. No, you can sell the house. You can, you know, divorce the person. You can uh, change a job. You can, you know, trade in the car. But you can't do it right this second, you know. It's going to take time. It's going to, it's a process. And in order to go through that process, you got to accept that it's a process. So it all comes about accepting. So here's a little practice for you. I, I want to encourage you to try this um, over the next couple of days. Go ahead and make decisions without thinking too much about them. Okay, really try to you know, but but almost like like give yourself license to make bad decisions, and not not with the big stuff in your life, right, not, you know, don't make a decision that, you know, oh, I decided not to go to work today, <laughs> so now how am I going to pay my rent because I got fired, I'm not talking about that, I'm talking about, you know, in a moment where you find, and this is a very subjective and personal thing, right, so I can't tell you which situations to do this in, but I'll tell you what I might use, okay, so mine, as you can hear me talk all the time about the coffee, right? So so this would be one of those areas where I would have a, a struggle with indecision, right? When I get to the coffee bar and I'm looking, <laughs> do I wanna, uh, you know, all my lattes are gonna be vegan, of course, but but do I want the caramel latte or do I want the vanilla latte? What happens if I mix caramel and vanilla? Like, I feel a lot of pressure about that decision, Right? So in this practice that I'm sharing with you right now, I might just walk up and just just set the intention, right? That I'm just going to decide and just l- live with the decision. The first thing that comes to my mind, caramel latte. May I please have a caramel almond milk latte? Size medium. That's the first thing that came to my mind. You might even go and and well no, yeah, do do something like this, right? So so just kind of make the decision based on that intuitive cuz that's the thing, the first thing that comes to your mind, that's what your body believes in, right? And this is where we find that disconnection in our in our intuition, right? Because we can talk ourselves out of that. We can try to sort of outsmart our intuition. And it never works. Right? You can't outsmart your intuition. Because the thing is that your brain and your mind is going to be fooled. Your brain and your mind are the ones that are going to sit there and hem and haw and say, "Oh, but I do like vanilla too. I like caramel. Should I get them both?" That's all brain stuff. But that first intuitive thing that you said—that's the one that your body is experience is, is is you know that's the one your body feels resonate with, resonance with. So what I'm going to ask you to do is over the next few days right set an intention to make one decision in this way right or or more you, you please you, you can't overdo this kind of thing okay uh, except I, I shouldn't say that you can't overdo it by, by applying this to really big decisions in your life we're not there yet okay so don't do that don't make really consequential decisions but make the decision you know am I gonna have pizza or Chinese on Friday night right am I gonna watch this movie or that movie? right? And then, and then once you've made that decision, right? And, and when you experience that second thought, okay, here's what I want you to do, and this is the practice. When you're experiencing that, first of all, you're committing to not changing the decision, no matter what, okay, I don't care what, well, unless it's an outside force, right, unless somebody says, okay, you got to get out of this seat for whatever reason, right, or, you know, or, or here, I just made another coffee, do you want this one, right, that, that's something that's happening to you, that's not a decision you're making, right, so, so you, can, you can go with the flow on any of that stuff that's happening as a result of somebody else's actions, right, or influence, right, but in terms of you making a decision and constructing this reality, you're going to live with the decision you made, okay? So I want you to set the the intention to do one or two of those every day, right? But again, very carefully picking the things that really are not that big a deal, right? Like just, you know, go into the store and, you know, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? The first thing that comes to your mind, just get that and be okay with that decision. But here's the thing, as you experience the second thoughts, right? Be okay with the second thoughts, Okay, it's not bad that your brain's trying to say, oh, you should have gotten this thing instead or why didn't we get uh, you know, uh, pizza instead of Chinese or something like that, right? Like, like allow that to be okay without responding to it, without acting upon it. And the second thing I want you to do is as you're considering the alternatives and the, and the different decisions that you could have made and all that kind of stuff, check in with yourself okay? Check in with your body. What, what does your body feel like when you're experiencing this conflict of thought? I can, I'll bet you $5 right now, it's going to feel tense, okay? So look for where you're feeling in your body, this indecision. It might not be tension for you, but whatever that feeling is, get to know it, okay? Now, get to know the emotion that you're feeling, right? What is, specifically, what is it? And if you can't name it, that's okay, right? It's just recognizing it, right? Like, this is the feeling that I'm getting when I'm having this indecision, okay? And then check the thoughts, right? Like, why is your brain saying, I should have gotten Chinese instead of pizza? Why is your brain, you know, saying, oh, maybe the vanilla latte? And, and as you're experiencing those thoughts, you can then start to challenge those thoughts, right? Like, okay, what is it really here? right? Is it really that you wanted the vanilla latte or are you just being contrary, you know, because that's what we always do, right? And start to see over a couple of days the similarities. See if you feel the same thing about a decision about pizza and a decision about, you know, the, the route to take to work, right? See if you can experience the same or or see some connections that happen here, right? Because this is how we bring awareness, right? And now above all of it though, this is really, really vital. Above all of it, before you start sensing in, before you start, you know, considering all the other options, right? As soon as that indecision or that second thought kind of thing rises into your mind, I want you to pause and tell yourself, it's really difficult to experience this indecision. And now sense where you're feeling it in your body. Now sense it where, where it is in your emotions. And now sense the thoughts around it and challenge those thoughts. See if there's anything that you cannot believe about those thoughts. And just be okay with the decision, right? Recognize that you can always have pizza tomorrow night. You can always get a lot a vanilla latte the next time. And learn to be okay with making the decision that you've made, you know, right? And in addition to that, that, that recognizing that it's hard, I also want you to recognize that you've been practicing making, you know, you know, and we all do this, right? Like almost everybody practices indecision. Every time you go through that at Starbucks or at dinner time or, uh, you know, trying to decide which route to take, should I get off this exit or the next one? Every time you go through that, your brain and your mind are forming around that right? So the neuroplasticity here is to unwind that a little bit, to 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 see like, okay, what happens when I do something different from this? All right, this is going to open things up for you. All right, if you have any questions, you let me know, okay? I I appreciate you all. I know this is just a one-segment day, and uh, I'm sorry, you know, listen, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's like, I'm just, this is what it is, all right? So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I'll be back again tomorrow. Take care, everybody.